You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Susie, welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast today. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming into our studio. And it was lovely meeting you a few weeks when you launched the Lem with Care program. So I'm excited to share a little bit more about how it all works and microfinancing and that today. But before we kick off, are you able to tell me a bit more about who you are and your role with Lem with Care and a bit about how the program works? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so I work with Care Australia, which is an international NGO working um, based out of Australia, working across the world, really, responding to humanitarian crisis, but also um, working in programs like this, long-term development um, programs and looking to reduce poverty and with a particular focus on women and girls. I've worked in the industry for about uh, 20 years, actually. I started as um, I started in the not-for-profit sector fundraising in a organisation in Sydney and then decided I would just pop over to Afghanistan and became a volunteer in Afghanistan. Just casually? Just casually. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess that's where I really started in international development um, and I've worked, worked on microfinance then actually, which is over 20 years ago, um, looking at smallholder farmers and... Um, how microfinance could help them um, and have continued to work across Asia and the Pacific mostly in the same area and looking at all kinds of programs and lots working with women and girls. Awesome. Amazing stuff. And what about the Lend With Care program? Was that your initiative and 
how does that all work? Yeah, so Learn With Care is an initiative for Care Australia, which is modelled on a similar one from our Care UK um, sister office. Yeah, so it's looking at how we can bring um, access to finance to entrepreneurs that are in emerging economies, particularly in Southeast Asia and the Pacific. Um, And it works by connecting Australians to those entrepreneurs through a direct lending model. So people in Australia can um, lend money to an entrepreneur and help support their business to grow. Um, And then people in Australia, when that entrepreneur repays their loan, get their money back and they can choose to re-lend it or donate it to care or take it back for themselves. And it's as little as $25? Yeah, as little as $25, which I did my first loan a couple of weeks ago for $25. Um, And the entrepreneur that I've lent to is um, running a cafe and she's looking for a loan that would help her buy more provisions in bulk, basically to increase her profit margin. So you're sort of looking at giving people opportunities they wouldn't have if they didn't have that access to a bigger bigger loan than they might have access to the funds for. It caught my interest as someone who invests their money for a a future return because normally when I'm giving, I give with no expectation of seeing the money come back. It's a one-off donation. But with with your model, with the Lemworth Care model, you potentially get that money paid back from the entrepreneur and then you can re-lend it and re-lend it time after time. Yeah, that's right. I think that's one of the great things about it is it is really about um, having that cycle of being able to invest in people that are trying to change their lives and trying to build their business and then being able to do that repeatedly. And you do have that real connection to the person who and their business and the understanding of who's using this money, how are they using it, what's their plan for their business to grow and develop. And you might even see them come up again and again if they need to access loans into the future. So it's definitely a model where, yeah, there's a definite connection, but also that ability to choose to do it repeatedly with the same $25 if you want to. And it's not just one person necessarily funding the entire loan for the the small business or the farmer overseas. It could be a collection of different Australians all putting their $25 in to go towards that loan, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So the, the loan sizes range between about um, $500 and up to $1,500 or $2,000. So when we talk about microfinance as an industry, that's generally where the loans go up to. Maybe some of the biggest loans would be sitting maybe $3,000 or $4,000 US, but really most of microfinance sits in that that much lower range. And so lots of people are contributing then to that $500 or $1,000 loan. And so the platform allows people to um, give their individual loan and then you can see who else is also loaned, not who else, but how much else has been loaned and watch as that entrepreneur's um, loan is getting filled. Uh, And practically on the ground, how are the loans assessed and repaid? Are you working with partner organisations overseas? Yeah, we work with financial service providers in country. So we're not being the financial service provider ourselves. What we've done is identify providers that are already in country, but we really have looked for um, providers that are aligned to what CARE is trying to do. So we're looking at vision and mission and ethos. Do they operate in ways that we feel comfortable with from an ethics perspective, but also from a financial perspective? And we want to understand whether there's a risk of non-repayment and so on. Um, but but really we're looking at the responsible lenders that can help support both the social outcomes that we're looking for 
um, as well as those financial outcomes for people and being able to access the um, fund. They work in communities where they've got established networks, things like branches and staff, just like you'd expect in a bank here. Um, but those staff are going out into communities and working with the individual clients to assess them, look at um, the business need, look at the cash flow, the turnover, um, the ability to repay, and then making decisions about the size of loans and then bringing them onto their books. And then from there, that financial service provider is saying to us, here's these people we found in these geographic areas. This is the loan size they're looking at. And so that's when we have that come onto the platform for lending through the Lend With Care platform. Okay. And are they given other business training and skills and support to, to start their business when they get this loan? It will very much depend on the entrepreneur. Um, a lot of the financial service providers do provide that. At this stage, we are not providing that through our work, but it's absolutely something we want to build on as we hope to attract more donations around the actual lending. Obviously, if people lend, that's 100% that goes to the entrepreneur. But if people choose to donate, then that sort of training is something we want to do more of. A lot of the financial service providers do tend to do some of that because they realise it's in their best interest for that financial training to be um, supported for their client base. It's probably an interesting point you just touched on because I know often when we're talking about charity and donation, people want to know how much of their money actually goes to the person they're, they're wanting to help. And so 100% of the money goes directly to the entrepreneurs with, if people are using Lend With Care? Yeah, that's how it's set up is that 100% goes to um, the entrepreneur. So to support things like the platform, like the website that people are putting donations or lending through to, um, yeah, that's all being an investment from Care Australia's reserves. So we would rely on donations okay. to yeah. actually cover that cost in the long term. I think it's really good to have clarity for that. And I think at this point I'd be keen to sort of distinguish what the difference is between donating to an organisation like CARE and then microfinancing and how does does microfinancing actually have better, better results for people on the ground? So I think the thing with microfinance is that it is about different results. So a lot of the work that CARE does in um, other spaces, say um, in trying to build up savings or in what we call village savings and loans is a uh, um even further, even more microscopic version really of microfinance. So it's a more informal, more community-based approach to supporting people with growing some savings, growing their income. Um, and it works in a social social model of a collective savings and loans approach. So that, that's a similar model to the microfinance, but a lot of the other work that CARE does is working on um, other issues like um, environment or women's rights or education or looking at um, how to support communities with, with adapting to climate change, for example. And so the, this program is a different way to say we can reduce poverty by working with entrepreneurs and so it's another direct way that we do that by building their access to finance and building the amount of finance that's available in the system. And that then flows on to families and the next generation as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the great things that you see, and particularly because we support women entrepreneurs a lot, is that really starts to shift people's um, understanding of what women can do in the community. And there are plenty of communities where there is that that view still of, well, women can't run a business and women can't be leaders. And um, actually access to microfinance 
in relatively small amounts of money uh, are starting to change that for women in terms of how they're perceived in the community. But we also we also know from the evidence about what happens with those women receiving microfinance that they do make choices about how they spend that profit uh, that are benefiting the household. So they might be employing someone and actually paying them wages. They might also be then sending children to school for longer or more of their children to school. Um, and we know that nutrition rates in households often, often improve when women are making more money and in control of that. So there's quite a few impacts to the family and the broader community for using these microfinancing initiatives beyond just getting a business up and running. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, that initial access to cash is, is really a lever point in, but it's not the only benefit that we see from it. And that repeated access to finance and the ability to grow the business is a really important part of women being able to drive those changes for themselves and their families. Do you find that people are able to identify more with lending to entrepreneurs rather than just providing a donation because they get to read the whole profile of who it is and what they're trying to do with the money? Yeah, I think that's been, that is a real um, attraction for people, that sense of connection to it. I do think in a in a space where lots of um, organisations are asking for charitable donations from lots, for lots of really good causes, that sense of having a connection is really important. I think, I think it also suits people who are interested in how does, how does my money make a difference and seeing that deck direct connection to how my money makes a difference um, where, yeah, where they may, may feel that a donation may not be as clear for them about the direct difference that it's making. So I think that's being a, a very much more attractive feature. Yeah, because I feel like people are a lot more savvy these days about where their money is going, especially when it's going to charity. And I often see people getting a bit sort of upset online when they find out that 20 cents on their dollar of donation is just going to admin costs and not to the person they're wanting to help. So I think this is a really good way to identify with who you're supporting and you can connect more with the story. Yeah, there's absolutely the possibility to connect with the story and to connect even with the business or the location for where people are um, lending to and to say, I want to support a particular country or I'm interested in maybe supporting a business that's doing something about climate change and that's the sort of thing I want to support. And I think it, it's a very, um, yeah, the, there aren't many spaces where you can make a contribution somewhere where you can make that sort of selection both geographically and also thinking about the type of thing that you want to support, the type of business or initiative. Is there anything else that we need to know about microfinancing and Lend With Care to, to understand how this program works? Lend With Care is a really smart, scalable, sustainable way for communities to create the future that they want and for entrepreneurs to do that. I think it's a way that really is connecting savvy people in Australia that want to understand where their contribution and how they're making a difference in the world, where that's going. And the small loans and the financial services that help those families grow or maintain their businesses are really crucial for breaking that cycle of poverty in the long term. And so I think for us, it's it's a really, we, we are drawing on the evidence that microfinance does that from the programs that we've seen in terms of building people's access to opportunities, um, building their ability to 
access education, send their children to school and um, break that cycle of poverty. And we're also hoping to do that by focusing really strongly on um, women entrepreneurs in particular because we know that they are under-invested in as a cohort. That's not just something that happens in Australia, the underinvestment in women entrepreneurs. That's a global gap. And so this is, this is, I guess, trying to work at both the individual level up to the system level to say we can make a difference by working together to, um, yeah, ensure more access to capital for entrepreneurs in these countries. And I really wanted to talk about this before Christmas because I know people go into the holiday season and often are thinking about giving back while they're buying presents for other people and thinking about all the fun things. They're also thinking about those maybe that need a helping hand. And so thinking about programs like Lend With Care where you might be able to make your $25 work hundreds of dollars of times. That's a very weird statement, but <laughs> like you can keep relending the money. Yeah, you can keep relending the money. And I think, yeah, that sort of that sort of gift for someone is a great way to say, if you're not looking for a gift this year, this could be a way to support um, someone in a way that does keep giving um, and can be recycled. So it's it's not a one-time, not a one-time um, transaction if yeah. you choose. Yeah. That could be a good thing. If someone says no gifts for Christmas, you could uh, donate through this platform. Yep. Wonderful. Well, if someone wants to, after listening to this episode, have a look, find out more about Lend With Care and maybe lend out $25, how should they go about that? So there's a website. We've been talking about the platform. So there's a website called lendwithcare.org.au. And so through that, you can see the entrepreneurs that are currently looking for finance for their loans, make a contribution to one or 10 or 50, if you like. Um, and then you are able to um, see within that platform your dashboard of your loans and where your entrepreneur's loans are up to. And you can see where you're making an impact. And you can see where you're making an impact. Well, Susie, thank you so much for coming in the studio today and just telling us a little bit how the Lemwave Care Program works, about microfinancing and how we can get involved as well. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice 
with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.